There's not a single best way. We're all just doing this the best that we can. Yep. Whether you're Rich Froning, you're Ben Gibbs, you're David McKenzie, whoever you are, mm-hmm. you're going about this life the way that you see fit as the best way. Just because Rich Froning's made millions of dollars in CrossFit doesn't mean he had some set out, laid out plan and knew every single step before he got there. He just started working one day and didn't stop for 10 years. And that's how he ended up where he is. And that's the theme that we hear over and over is there's so many different paths, Mm -hmm. so many different ways to get to quote unquote success. And that's the great thing about success is it's, you define it however maybe success for you is maybe you're making 50 grand a year but you just saved a whole inner city yeah. youth program yep. start a youth inner that's success to you other people's success is i make 10 million bucks a year I I still am not on board with the you know miss eye. Yeah, yeah. But no, but above like the I'm, knee for sure. Yeah, I'm like right here, like, and I enjoy. I, it, and it's crazy because I I ordered them thinking they were a little bit longer and they were shorter, and then I we squatted. I think we front squatted, and it was like, oh my gosh, like I feel so free. You gotta show some legs. Got you. you gotta man. show off those and wheels. Then, and then when you get the full extension, and then you're like quads, you're like, oh, oh look at that sweep. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love it. That's love good. It. We're just talking about short shorts. If you Shorty just shorts. Uh, and how 2010, your boy was rocking the Jordan shorts. Oh, bro. Like mid-shin. Oh, <laughs> dude. And, and that was that was it. And and my wife loves the long shorts for some Oh, reason. does she? Still? Yeah, still does. Huh. So anytime, like I've got a pair of, um, I, do, I think I have a pair of Jordan shorts I got, still. I, I got some Jordan shorts you can borrow. <laughs> And literally, literally, uh, you tighten that thing. It every, happens every week. Every free one. Uh, it's because I mess with it. Um, so every time I wear them, she goes, mm, yeah, long there shorts. you go. Long shorts. That's like, so funny. What? That, the, g- women think so different than guys. Yeah. Like, yes, I do think, like, I, my wife is super attractive when she's wearing, like, a hoodie. I do think that that's awesome. Like, I love her. Like, when she's in, like, a ponytail and a hoodie. But, like, I also like when she wears, like, really tight clothes, like, more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just so funny. Like, It's because it, you're a pig-headed male. Yeah. And you're all about It looks. also might be she doesn't like the short shorts because I have, like, pink legs because I'm so white. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife's type Opaque. Is, <laughs> my wife's type is not clear. <laughs> She's embarrassed by your legs, your pink was, legs. I could see your veins and muscle fibers because your skin is clear. You're actually you have zero skin. melanin. <laughs> oh, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but that's no, fantastic. No, I'm start no. calling you pink legs. Hey, you know what Matt Forte's, I think we talked about it on the show. You know what his nickname was for me? No. It's purple. Purple? Purple, because anytime it was cold in Chicago, I would turn purple. <laughs> Oh, the life of a ginger. Oh, man. <laughs> but you're not really ginger. You are, but you're not. Your beard's ginger. Yeah. But your hair's not. Yeah. If you ask Tiffany, he is not. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If I grew up, I, I, I grew up my beard one time for huh? a bet. 
uh, and my beard actually. There's some, right. there's got, some autumn some in my beard. Scottish, Scottish Irish. 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 I've okay. got Irish. So either or, right? Yeah. Those those uh, Northern Islanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so my hair's brown, but if my beard gets long enough, there's some autumn in it. Uh, for sure. I don't know if I've ever seen you have any more than like a five o'clock shadow. No, I, I was bet. I don't remember what year this was. This guy bet me like 300 bucks. I wouldn't do it. So I grew it out for like a month and that was it. That was the most. Because I, if you notice, well, you maybe don't notice. I got a nice little bald spot in the middle of my oh, mustache. Really? So it's very, and. Is it from a scar or is you just. No, just, it just doesn't just, grow. Uh -huh. Hair just doesn't grow there. So uh -huh. if I grow a beard, it actually looks like a chin, like an Amish chin strap. <laughs> Cause I because I can't grow a mustache, so it's a terrible looking. That's why I never grow it out. <laughs> so that's that's kind of when I was a little bit more desperate for money, and yeah. I was willing to do a little bit more. So yeah, I, yeah. I rocked a disgusting beard for a month. Oh yeah, which doesn't sound like much to most I think people. We should but try it again. I think we should put some money on the uh, table. It had to be a little bit more than two hundred bucks this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Darren. He's rich. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, nothing to do with what we're. That, that kind of feels like early on. If you, if you're new. Mm. to the podcast we used to be a lot more jocular if you will we've kind of got a lot more serious yeah in our older age a little more stoic yeah we used to have debates in fact we've got a <laughs> we've got a coworker that for whatever reason <laughs> he started listening like two months ago but he started with episode one which oh, is yeah. great fantastic <laughs> thank you chris but, lowry thank you brother <laughs> but he's on episode well he won't hear this for another six years yeah, that's at good the point. pace he's that's listening good, that's a good point because <laughs> he's still on episode like 18 <laughs> <laughs> and we've done what 254 this is 254 i'll get i'll get texts at like 11 p.m sometime and he'll ask me a question about something that we talked about literally like said, in episode ago. 15 and he's like dude i was i literally had to pull over i was dying i'm like yeah don't remember cool. that dude when you said do you remember when you said this it's like for sure for sure yeah and it's like, and then he'll like, you know, reference stories and like, he'll, t he'll text like Tiffany and I and yeah. like say something, the episode that she was on and he's like, Oh dude, that's awesome. No way. And I'm like, you don't remember. Dude, I, I can't, I can't remember at all. Well, <laughs> you it's got funny me. Cause he'll, he'll text, he'll group text me, you and Darren yeah. and do, and he's probably done that 15, 16 yeah. times. Yeah, and it. the funniest part of it is Darren has not responded not a single, single time. Not, you think he remembers? You think we, if we are like, hold on, let me, let me think back to that conversation. It oh was, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember it. There's no chance Darren remembers no chance. it. No chance. Zero percent. <laughs> His life was, it still is, but was absolutely chaotic when we started chaotic, this thing. Chaotic, yeah. <laughs> All of us, I mean, it was, I mean, think about it. We, when we started this, it was during the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic just went down. Yeah. After we released our first episode. Yeah. And we so we, we were, had to try really, really hard to lighten the mood back yeah, then. Yeah. There was a lot of serious going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. We were upstairs and his upstairs. Uh, you guys want to talk about dying. We want to talk about French fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a debate we had early on was. Oh, yeah. And we still have. You, you're, I, I don't think you've ever forgiven me for that discussion. No. Nor will I ever. And, <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, we power ranked. This was episode like. 25 something like that i don't yeah. know what episodes it was for sure in the first 25 we, we power ranked the top five french fry yeah establishments and, ben, and, and, ben and i was yeah. let me tell the story please <laughs> <laughs> what happens generally on these episodes peel the curtain back is i'll i'll come up with a topic or something but i won't fill them in at all on what we're talking about it's like when you hear it when you hear it on the podcast we're hearing it for the very first time as well <laughs> fact so my mentality on this 
topic was, all right, we're going fast food restaurants. We're going Chick-fil-A, Burger King, McDonald's. Like, these are the top mm. French fry. This is what you think of when you think of French fry. Mr. Bougie over here <laughs> <laughs> decides to wrinkle in $60 French fries. <laughs> now, of course, they're going to be better than Chick-fil-A French fries. They cost 18 times as much. And I got pretty animated on that episode, and, and we had a nice little quarrel. I feel like I, I feel like that quarrel lasted for it did for a couple months until I actually tried these French fries. <laughs> but it wasn't even. But it but it but it carried over into other areas. Like yeah, we started. We were taking <laughs> subtle shots at each other. Started projecting. <laughs> we started like arguing about things that didn't even need to be Just argued because about. Because we were we were mad about this French fry conversation. So, but then I tried those French fries. Oh uh, yeah, they were yeah, they were everything you said. And then we had. And it was actually, we talked about it with, uh, so Samir, the episode you just listened to this past Monday, yeah. Tyler and I for mother's day took our wives, yeah. our kids, mothers to Nick and Sam's for the mother's day brunch. Yeah. And again, smokes. I know we said it a ton on the episode on Monday, but if you're on the Dallas Fort Worth area and you have an opportunity anytime to go to Nick and Sam's, but especially on whenever they're having one of these brunches, sure. you've got to go. It's insane. It was unreal. Yeah. I mean, any food you could think of was laid out there. And not only any food, but the best the of any food best. was laid out there. in buffet style, you go get as much as you want. And we're talking high-end steakhouse. This isn't like, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> no disrespect, this isn't like China buffet. Like, yeah. this, is, this is legit. I mean, they had like hours had stone crab and oh, shrimp. It was and awesome. Like fresh salmon, and they had a fresh sushi bar, and then a breakfast bar, and then a meat carving station, and a taco station, and a smoothie bar, and a juice bar. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah, absolutely nuts. It was. And awesome. It was. It was hard because when we're listening to this now, I am now done with seventy five hard. But <laughs> uh, at the time, you were during it. During. And it was it was hard. And I witnessed you stayed you stayed it was, true. It was hard. You I just had, didn't. I just you had didn't a lot of that, that New York. Yeah, that New York strip. It was a lot of that. <laughs> but it, like I'm I'm um, I'm weak when it comes to breakfast food. Like I love breakfast food. So they had like these like banana waffles and banana French toast and like all these desserts and it's like that's my weakness. And that was hard. My dude, kid, the waffles were basically sugar cone. Like. It almost disintegrated and melted in your like you know you hear that phrase yeah. melted in your mouth it almost literally disintegrated as it was as you were chewing because it was I think it was 100 percent sugar <laughs> I don't think there was any other ingredients <laughs> but it was phenomenal so uh, when you're done with 75 hour you have to go back but anyway yeah point shout is shout out to po- Samir yeah Nick Samir and thank you so much man was that awesome. was it, it it made our wives uh, it made our wives day it really was awesome yeah. and they you know they. It felt really special, and and our kids like we went to Disney uh, earlier this year, and like all they talked about was this Chef Mickey deal. Like mm. it's it's like a buffet style. What well, was Disney? So they're you know they were still in the middle of COVID um, there. So like it wasn't buffet. They just bring it to you, and like look, I'm just gonna be honest. It was overrated. I went to the Mickey Chef thing yeah. two years ago, yeah. and, and I'm like, okay, everybody talks about this is the best. This is the best. Uh, I mean, I would I wouldn't say it was Golden Corral, but it was like <laughs> it was pretty close. First? It was pretty close. <laughs> I've had better meals at Golden Corral. But think about it from a five year old's perspective. They thought it was Mickey a cool thing. Mickey's and, there, yeah. and they came yeah. out and took pictures seventeen feet away, and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went before COVID. Yeah, went, I, I went in two thousand nineteen. So it was cool. They so come up normal. and yeah, you hug yeah. in, you're doing the whole thing. Nah, 
Nah, we didn't. And so we asked him, and unfortunately, my five-year-old twins still thought Chef Mickey was pretty cool. <laughs> but the older two were like, no, this food is crazy. Like, this is so good. Like, you're telling me I could go make whatever ice cream I want, and then I could make whatever smoothie I want. I could do this. And it was just, uh, anyway. So well, it, was, it reminds me when I was 12 and up to that, and you've seen pictures of me. Yeah. My, my go-to was this Chinese buffet called Harvest Moon in Abilene. Uh, and I think back now, I'm like, Hold, I put that into ben, my body. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I was a big Chinese buffet guy too. Huge. Big. You telling me I can have unlimited Chinese, Chinese food? Dude. Cause that's like, that is one of my, that I was my Disney nearly world. enough. Like that is one of my favorite types of food. That, that was my Disney world <laughs> at 12. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we ended up here, but yeah. happy mother's day. Hopefully y'all had a great mother's day yeah. this past Sunday. Uh, we definitely did at Nick and Sam's. Um, but back to actually, we were actually going down a path. Yeah. That's relevant. Speaking of episodes and, you know, things we've talked about in the past. So this episode today is number 255. Dang. Can you believe that? Dang. We started this thing April 2020. I think it was Pandemic. March. Are you sure it wasn't March? Well, the first episode released in mid-April. Or mid-March. Mid-March, you're right. Mid-March, yeah. Mid-March. Yeah. I think we technically we recorded had, we had our like first episode. Four or five episodes that we recorded at the Star. Yeah. But we didn't release until, went. yeah, we You're didn't right. release till mid-March. You're right, yep. Uh, of 2020. Then the world went crazy, and it's been crazy ever since. But this is episode 255, crazy. and actually a co-worker of ours. Well, before I get into that, we've had 104 guests on our podcast in those 255 episodes. And just like we talked about yesterday, you know, until you see something on paper, yeah. kind of punch you in the face. Yeah. So I actually wrote down some of the biggest names that we've had the privilege of speaking with. It's kind of a long list, so, so bear with me. It's kind of a hum humble brag, but humble bear brag. with us. Here we go. Yeah, so if you're new to us and you missed earlier, I mean, these are all names we've had. These are all people we've had. So go back and listen, like our friend Chris Lowry. Shout out to Chris Lowry, who won't listen to this for another two years. <laughs> Cody Bellinger. Mm -hmm. Rich Froning. Matt Frazier. Tia Claire Toomey. Matt Forte. Troy Aikman. Nick Bear. Michael Irvin. Dr. Lane Norton, the sleep doctor Michael Bruce, Ryan Mickler, Andy Stumpf, Andy Frisella, Sal Frisella, the Iron Cowboy James Lawrence, Tana Amon, her husband Dr. Daniel Amon, Matt Best, Teddy Bruschi, Ryan Moran, Nira All, Chris Heron, Drew Robinson, JP Donnell, Jake Schick, Sean Cannell, Billy Jean is Marketing, Carlos Reyes, Josh Landon, Michael Easter, Ethan Cross, Dan Churchill, sorry, I need a break. Tara Lee Cobble, Charlie Price, Donnie Vincent, Lecrae, Dr. Andy Galpin, Aaron Watson, Justin Forsett, Gary V, arguably the biggest name in social media, Gary V, Knees Over Toes Guy, Ben Patrick, who's becoming the biggest name in social media, mm -hmm. Jordan Burroughs, Brian Matza, Joey Molinero, Spencer Lee, Billy Corbin, I'm almost done, Max Tuning, Jeremy Andrus, Bobby Witt Jr., the Phenom. Yep. Shelly Ibach, Sean Rogers, Jim DeChico, Akash Singh, Stephen Borelli, Nate Awad, and Brandon Marshall. Those are just some of the names. Some. That's not even everybody. But just think about that killer lineup of elite performers in their industry. Elite performers with amazing journeys, with too. With amazing stories. I mean, unbelievable stories. 
And yeah, we could spend all day just talking about those, right. but it's insane to think the conversations that we've had, the discussions, the, the debates, the, I mean, it's, it's wild, dude. And that's, that's what I was reflecting on was where else can you get those type of people all in one resource other than this podcast? Now that's obviously a tooting our own horn and, yeah. and a plug for us, obviously, but Think about that. You have some of the greatest minds in their industry all on one podcast, which is our podcast. Now, again, there's, there's great podcasts everywhere. Yeah. But you have all of these people, all of their life experience, all of their perspective, all in one resource, mm -hmm. which is this podcast. Wow. And so as I was thinking about it, and the reason this came up, other than just wanting to brag about ourselves, is a coworker of ours asked me the other day. And, and I get questions. I'm sure you do, too. Hey, who's your favorite guest? Yeah. Well, you know, what's your favorite story? But he asked me a question I hadn't been asked before, and it made me start to reflect and think, okay. The question was, what's the one thing, the one lesson you've taken away since y'all started this podcast? Hmm. And I thought, that's a good question. And then my next thought was, I can't boil it down to just one thing. Hmm. And so what I did was I went and I sat down and I said, okay, what are some of the thoughts I had before starting this podcast? And what are the perspectives that I've gained since we started this? Because, again, I just, I just railed off 50 people right there. We've basically gotten a PhD the last two years in human performance and yeah. development. Yeah. We've had some, like I said, some of the most wildly successful people. However you deem success, these people are successful in their field. Mm -hmm. And we've had the opportunity to peel back the onion and figure out how they got there. Mm -hmm. And so we've basically gotten a PhD the last two years. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So... I know you have a list in your head. I actually wrote down a list of ideas I had before starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'll just go through them real quick. Maybe say a couple of years. Yep. We'll, we'll go back and forth on, on elaborating. But ideas I had before. Number one, and these aren't necessarily in your order, but just what I wrote. And these, this isn't an all extensive list either. Yeah. This is just some, you know, a couple of things that I jotted yeah, down. Yeah, and I think just if you're starting a podcast, just started, been doing it, or thinking about starting one, just listen because yeah. I think it's I think it's important because everybody has these you know preconceived ideas of what running a podcast is going to be. Well, like. and, and let me sorry, let me caveat. I, I didn't go. I didn't explain that very well. This isn't podcast specific. This is more just about a life. Yeah, Lots no, no, and I know. Ideas no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, and I understand that. This isn't. We're not telling you how to start a podcast. Like what what I thought a podcast was going to be and what this is. But like also just listen. Like listen if if. If you're looking at perspective on, okay, hey, like if I'm going to be, what, what the expectations and what reality yeah. was. Yeah. So number one, again, no specific order necessarily. But actually, I say that this one probably was my biggest preconceived notion. Successful people have a secret formula and or an unattainable talent. Mm. That's just what I assumed about success was they've got something I don't. They've got a talent that I don't have. They've got a formula that, that they're keeping secret from the rest of us. Mm. They've just got something that the rest of us don't. Mm. That's what I used to think. Number two, successful people have everything figured out and planned out. Again, I thought success equaled you have this roadmap. You know exactly where you're going. Everything's laid out. Mm. It's going to go perfectly. Here we go. That's what I assumed about success. Number three, selfishness is always a bad thing. Now, selfishness can be a bad thing, yeah. and that's what I used to think was selfishness 
no matter what shape, way, or form, selfishness is bad. Yeah. You don't want to be selfish, ever. That's just kind of a preconceived notion that I had. Number four, once I reach a certain level of income, job status, or a quote-unquote place in life, I'll be happy and I'll be satisfied. And then number five, the fifth thing I wrote down is success is this quote-unquote far-off, distant pipe dream. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's this thing that's out there that's kind of vague. I know what it is, but I don't. But it's, it's out there. Yeah, It's not attainable for me. Those are just some of the thoughts that I had going into this podcast. Yeah. yeah. What about I, you? What are some I would, thoughts I would that agree, you had? I would agree with a lot of those. Um, I mean, I would agree with all of them for sure. But the, the idea of successful people are just innately, they're destined to be successful. That's a, that's a big one for me. And it's funny because even playing, when, you, when, I, was, when I was growing up watching Guys in the NFL, I'm like, oh, they're just they're just born great, mm-hmm. you know, or or they have this work ethic that like just is unrealistic for normal people, uh, and and then I got into the locker room and I'm like, these are just regular dudes yeah. that like really struggle too, mm-hmm. and so I knew it, but then I went into a different sector and I forgot it, and so I'm looking at CEOs or I'm looking at um, really successful people within whatever industry that they're in. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, they, they just have it. Like mm-hmm. they just, they really have it and talking with people and, and having conversations and hearing the struggles and, and even on, uh, even on podcasts, like I've gone on other podcasts and, you know, you leave and the host of that podcast is like, dude, that's amazing, man. Like you just, so you've got it. You figured it out. You got this. And I'm thinking like, dude, I, we all fake it really good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just sharing things that I've learned. And, and I even share like transparently things that I struggle with. And, and we just, when we hear people, when we hear people in the media, when we hear people on social media, when we hear people uh, on you know movies or when we read an article or we hear them on a podcast, like, ah, oh, they've got to figure it out because they say it, they say it how I'm thinking it. And it's like, I finished this podcast and then I get in a fight with my wife, <laughs> like literally right after, you know what I mean? It's like, right. we don't have it figured out. So having these conversations, but I think partly between you, me and Darren, like asking questions that force guests to also be very real too, because we try to create a, a safe scenario or safe conversation that it's like, okay, you feel comfortable saying the things that you struggle with, things that suck, things that you had to overcome, things that you're struggling with still now. And it's like these highly successful people don't consider themselves successful either. Mm. So it's all a matter of perspective and where you're at. And I think perspective for me has just changed. And the people that I that I really truly now look to are the people that can enjoy the place that they're at right in that moment, mm-hmm. and then but recognize, hey, there's still more growth, but I've still come a long way. Right. I don't have it figured out. I still mess up all the time. I still I still struggle, but also like I'm not going to ignore the victories that I've had along the way too. 
And that's, and that's cause for celebration. So perspective has totally changed. Um, and then also too, I think the, the selfishness thing, right? I was always on the other side. Like, I think it's, it's better to be selfless. Um, but I think that that's a, that's a fallacy that you always have to, you always have to give, 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 because if you're pouring out your cup constantly and you're never, ever filling it back up, how can you fill somebody else's cup? Mm-hmm. You can't fill somebody else's cup with an empty cup. Right. So I've learned now it's just different because when I think selfish, right, I think like, oh yeah, me and the boys, we're going to, we're going to go to Vegas or, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything for anybody else. I'm just keeping everything. That's like the idea, but selfish can also be like, Hey, I need a day just to rest. I need to go just focus on me. I need to meditate. I need to pray. I need to do this. I need to focus on building myself back up so that I can Mm -hmm. do those things. My idea of selfishness has changed because right. Darren's always like Darren harps on this all, all the time. time. You have to be selfish. Well, yeah. but, but then I think about the lineup that we, I mean, Matt Frazier talked about it, <laughs> how selfish he was during yeah. his career and how to attain the goals that he had to be the best yeah. in the world. He had to be selfish. Rich yeah. Froning said the same thing. Yeah. Tia Claire Toomey said the same thing. I just picked the CrossFit world, but yeah. those are three that come to mind of yeah. that's exactly what they, they thought was yeah. To be the best in the world, I have this is this has to consume. Everything me. has to come. My best friend's wedding has to come second. Right. I can't go and I can't drink because I will not I will not sacrifice my training. I get it. Totally get it. And I mean, that's one thing that Andy Frisella's program has taught me is it's like, sorry, like I've got these goals. Like 75 hard is a selfish, absolutely <sighs> selfish yeah. uh challenge that you're going through. And my wife she talks about, she goes, I can't wait for this thing to be over because <laughs> my laundry is going to be cut in half because Tyler goes through four outfits a day, workout outfits a day. Right. And it's like, and so there's, there's a ton of selfish aspects and it's like, all right, Hey babe, once we put the kids down, I got to either get my second workout in. So, you know, I'll see you at nine o'clock. Right. You know, so there's, there's selfish components to it, but I think as a dad and as a husband, I am a much better man because I've gone through this. Yeah. I've gone through um, the challenges and disciplines that that are required for me just to be a better man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a lot more next week. We're going to review your experience with 75 hard. I did earlier this year in my experience, yeah. and, and that's that's definitely an element we're going to touch yeah. on is what we've learned from that particular experience. Yeah. But Okay, so those are some ideas we had coming into this yeah. two years ago. Thought that that's what it was. Over the two years – what have we since learned? Uh-huh. And so a couple of things I wrote down, I think, and, and this is how I answered, you know, the guy that asked me was the one. So if I had to pick one thing, this is probably the one thing, one and two really, but this one maybe more so than two. It's like one A, one B for me. The number one thing I've probably learned more than anything else is no one has this thing figured out. <laughs> There's not a single best way. We're all just doing this the best that we can. Yep. Whether you're Rich Froning, you're Ben Gibbs, you're David McKenzie, whoever you are, mm-hmm. you're going about this life the way that you see fit as the best way. Mm-hmm. Just because Rich Froning's made millions of dollars in CrossFit doesn't mean he had some set out, laid out plan and yep. 
knew every single step before he got there. He just started working one day and didn't stop for 10 years. And that's how he ended up where he is. And that's the theme that we hear over and over yep. is there's so many different paths, mm-hmm. so many different ways to get to quote unquote success. Yeah. And that's the great thing about success is it's, you define it however, maybe success for you is maybe you're making 50 grand a year, but you just saved a whole inner city yeah. youth program, yep. started a youth interim. That's success to you. Other people's success is I make 10 million bucks a year. Now, I would argue one's probably a little bit more hollow than the other, from my perspective. Yeah. But to that person, success to them, that's what it is. Yeah. And so there's really no one way to get there. That's what I've, that's that's what right. I've learned. And then one B for me is, and this is huge for me, is just get started. Yeah. You'll figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. I used to think... Yeah, I had to have everything laid out. I had to have it all planned. That's just me by nature. I like to plan. I like to make sure things are in place. But what I've learned, and this is more podcast specific, probably but what I've learned from our guests as well is just get going. Yep. They say the best time to, to, to plant a tree was yesterday. Yeah. The second best time, or yeah. sorry, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The second best time is today. Yeah. Just get going. Yep. That's one of the biggest lessons. Another thing I've learned is people who you put on a pedestal, you, you talked about this a second ago, people who we put on a pedestal, they're normal people. Yeah. They got problems. They've got struggles. They, they do just the, they, they live their life the same exact way that we, and honestly meeting Darren opened this up for me five years ago, getting to know Darren, mm-hmm. his flaws, his good things. One of the best men I know, but he's not any, yeah, he had a, he had a great talent for yeah. playing football. Yep. That's it. But everything else, he's just a normal person. That's another yep. thing. Number five, or sorry, number four, as great as money is, it doesn't do what you think it does. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you require, you're always going to strive for more. And again, I don't, I want to be sensitive with this comment. Usually I could, some, there's some aspects where like, screw you if, you if you don't take it this way. But in this, specifically with the climate we're in right now, money being such an issue, I, I understand that money is a problem for a lot of people. Yeah. My point is, even when you make it, it's not fulfilling that hole that you think it's going to fulfill. It's great. Yeah. I love that I don't necessarily have to worry about money at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, but I don't. Yeah. I've gotten to a place where it's not as big of a struggle or big of a worry. Right. But it doesn't feel like I thought it was going to feel three years ago when I was striving for it. And talking to 100-plus guests, same thing. You talk to multimillionaires. They still think about, like, the, it, it, the, they're, they're, they're still striving. The, yeah, but, they're, but their striving is not associated with money. Right. Like, you get to a point, and chasing money is not a sustainable motivator. Right. It's when, when they're doing something special, it's when they're pursuing Something else, right. something bigger, something, a bigger purpose, something more lasting, right. something more sustainable, like, you know, creating a great, whether it's a product, creating a team and mentoring people, um, you know, creating a uh, curriculum, you know, helping whatever it is. It's not money. Right. Yeah. Uh three more here nuance is a conversational slash intellectual superpower 
Black and white statements are lazy. Big issues require deep thought and deep solutions. That's good. So this is one of the biggest things is it's so, and actually we will, I want to do an episode on this mm-hmm. probably next week about the importance of nuance yeah. and how we're losing that ability and why we're losing that ability and why it's much easier to make a black and white statement as opposed to having some dimensions to your yeah. thought process. Yep. But to me, I'll leave it there at that is how important nuance is, mm-hmm. whether it's racism, whether it's poverty, whether it's government you know, overreach, mm-hmm. whether it's COVID, whatever, it, it requires an in-depth discussion with nuance. Mm-hmm. You can't just make one statement about it and that covers everything. Yeah. There's going to be layers to it. Yeah. And I want to talk about that more next week. Number six, make the best of wherever you find yourself. Mm-hmm. Hate your job, make the best of it. That's just the example I thought of. That's been a big lesson for me is... Stop being so discon- Stop being so future thinking. So I hate this situation I'm in. And again, I'm telling myself this. Make the best of that situation. There's good things. There's great aspects of where, wherever you find yourself. There's good things about that situation. Yeah. You just have to find it. Yeah. Your mind tells you to be negative. This sucks. This is horrible. But I promise you, if you take a second, you can find great things out of that situation. Yes, that's good. And the last thing that I wrote down, and I say this, I've said it a hundred times at this point, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's that important. Ultimately, and you said it a second ago, what it comes down to is serving other people. Yeah. No matter how much money you make, no matter what level you reach at your job, every single, all hundred plus people we've talked to, their story, whether they realize it or not, they would always make the comment about, I start, I re- I changed focus from me to others. Mm-hmm. That's probably, again, one of the biggest lessons I've taken is yeah. ultimately that's the ultimate joy yep. is service of others. Yeah. So those are my things that I've learned. What about you? What are, yeah, what, what so uh, I think first, and, and I think I'm going to, you know, there's a handful of things that you said that I'm going to put my own perspective on is I think comparison is the biggest um, uh, is the biggest obstacle to success. If you're going to compare yourself to someone else, That's you're good. destined to fail because and you're trying to follow someone else's journey or do what somebody else did. Now, can you learn from other people? Yes. But here's the problem is that everybody's success story and journey is unique. Every single one of them. No one can do the same thing and see the same results. Mm. I mean, please send me something that you did exactly. I mean, like these real estate coaches make a killing on, hey, follow steps A, B, C, and D. Here's the deal is, yes, you can learn from some of those things, but you're not going to do exactly what somebody else did. So comparing yourself to somebody else is going to be, one, the – uh, the thing that's going to stop you or stop you from starting because I can't do that. Oh, he did it. I can't do it. So do not compare yourself to somebody else because that is going to be the biggest inhibitor of, of you actually achieving what you think that you want. Um, I think, I think the next is every single guest that we've had 
has specialized in something. You think about it, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's uh, supplements, whether it's a, a certain form of medicine, whether it's certain form of business. Now you can, you can have, um, you know, different areas that you understand and know well, but what I, what I struggle with is I want to do this. I get distracted. Mm. Like there's a level of focus that, um, that people that have achieved or, or, um, achieved a, a large amount of growth is there's a, a, a discipline of focus. And I think that that's really important. Uh, there's a book called essentialism and, uh, essentially there's a, uh, an essentially image, an essentialism, essentially an essentialism <laughs> they say, but as they say, okay, Hey, picture a sun. Like as you draw it as like a little kid, right? You've got, you got a, a, a circle and then you've got those rays that come out like a, a child's drawing of a sun, right? The heat coming out. So what that does is when you're, okay, I'm trying to make this person happy. I'm trying to do that, or I'm trying to be this, or I'm trying to act like somebody else, or I'm trying to do this, or, oh, hey, I got this opportunity over here. What happens is, is that light, right? Which is a form of energy. That energy is dispersed in every which direction. And it may warm the room and it may do something like that, but imagine all of that energy focused into a laser, right? Mm -hmm. The the ground that that is going to gain, if it's focused in one direction, um, I think it's it's really important to note that, hey, listen, if I'm going to do something, I've got to be focused on it, and then also, too, is I've just got to pour into that, and I've got to be consistent. The idea of the person that's that's walking to achieve fitness results or a physical change to their body is not ever going to be as successful as a person that enjoys walking, mm-hmm. right? Because they're going to be able to maintain, they're going to be able to sustain. When you're focused on something and you want to become the best at it, that is when you gain the most ground and you see the most growth. Yeah. So, I mean, all of our guests that we brought on that are considered experts or high level or successful or whatever term you want to put to it have realized, all right, listen, there's other people that do some of these other things that maybe I could do. They do them better. I'm going to let them do that. I'm going to be the best at this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it makes me think of the book and we actually have it sitting on our table here, the book outliers and combining your first two right there, comparisonitis and, um, focus, having focus, it's easy. And that's, that's what, that's another thing this podcast has taught me. It's easy to compare myself to somebody and say, Oh, they are, they had it over. Look at that. They did it so quickly. Yeah. They became a success overnight. Mm-hmm. And what that book talks about and what you're talking about and what this podcast has taught me, it may look like an overnight success, but you didn't see the 10 years, 12 <sighs> years, 15 years of work. Yep. Put in. Think about any successful person, you know, there is a story of years of work that went into that success. Anybody, even a child prodigy, even a 13-year-old piano phenom, guess what? They've been playing since they were three. Yeah. Ten years of work. Yeah. Andy Frisella talks about the first ten years of his life, or his business life, made $65,000 the whole time. Yeah. Now he's got more money than he knows what to do with. Yeah. Rich Froning. 
years. Yeah, he was successful his first year in CrossFit, successful in the sport of CrossFit his yeah. first year. But it was. The but he was an athlete from the age that. of twelve. Yeah, and was working love fitness at the age of thirteen. Yeah, Matt Fraser came on the scene. Matt Fraser won his first CrossFit competition that he went to. Yeah, but that's he was after an, an Olympic lifter, right? So literally, anybody you want to throw out there, any example you want to throw yeah. out there, I do this sometimes with other podcasts. I think, man, they just started their podcast, and look at this. They've got this many mm-hmm. listeners now. Well, guess what? They've been doing other things for 10 years. Building their brand. Building their brand yeah. before this. Yeah. So literally, anybody you can, now I'm sure you can think of, a, if you sat down and really yeah. thought about it, you could no probably doubt. think of a, a true overnight success. Yeah. But the point is. Island Boys. Island boys, yeah. But what were they doing at age? I wouldn't consider that three a or four. <laughs> their personality that turned. I'm telling you, I, I could. I think I could Don't debunk. Justify it. Don't justify it. Don't justify it. I think I could debunk. Let me, just finish, about let me finish my list. <laughs> my point is, yeah. It always takes more time yeah. than we think it will. Yeah. More work than we think it will, and it doesn't happen as quickly as we think it will, and that's okay. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Because, again, it's not a destination. You're not getting to a point and then you're done. This is your life. Yes. Getting there is your life. That is the journey. That is what you're trying to appreciate. Yeah. It's not once you get there you'll be joyful and happy. It's be joyful now while you're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that, and this is something, too, that in my in my football story about identity and all that that, that I've learned, but but um, has been reinforced with this podcast is your value is not in what you do. Um, and I think, I think we've had guests that, that believe that their value is in their professional success. Um, but anybody that's had professional success and they really truly find their identity and value in what they do. I having had these interviews, I can tell the difference between the two. And you can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, here's, and here's why. Is I think you have a much higher probability of success when you recognize that I don't have the pressure of if I don't do this, then I'm an absolute failure and I'm not worthy of... I mean, this is drastic. I'm not worthy of being on this planet. Because that's the value I bring. If I don't do this, then I'm not worth anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not a husband. Because what, and I think, in my opinion, and, and this is something I've tried to implement the last year, is that it's like my value is not in the income that I bring. The value is not in the physical shape that I'm in. The value that I bring, it's the value I bring is how, like you said, how I serve other people. How I show up to do the work that I'm asked for. How reliable I am. Um, you know, again, obviously I go to the faith side of it. Like that is the ultimate, right? Like the value that I am in my soul, right? Is tied up in something much bigger than myself. So I see a freedom with people that can distinguish what they do and who they are. Mm-hmm. And that is really important. It's something may not be something that we've talked about a ton or we've addressed with guests, but just talking with people, the ones that I, I think are reaching a even a higher level that next level are the ones that are able to distinguish between the two mm-hmm. because it what it does is it allows you to not have to make that one sale or push that one product or close that one deal or win that one competition 
It's about, okay, long game here. Right. Like I'm going to do this because I'm enjoying the journey because I know that that's not who I am. It's something that I do. And I'm not looking at just slinging a product or closing a deal mm -hmm. and pressuring that. Like I was talking to my brother-in-law yesterday about this and talking about like a car salesman. Car sale, it's sell, 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 sell. Don't let them leave the lot until you sell them a car. You know what the best, most successful ones are? Are the ones that are like, hey, you know what? You probably don't need to buy the King Ranch. Honestly, the, the XLT, we can add this and this, and I can save you 25 grand. And you know what? Guess what? The Chevy's down the street. That actually may be a better car. There's a trust that you mm -hmm. build in that when you're not focused on immediate results and you're looking at long term because your identity is not in your performance yeah. that day or that month or that year. Yeah, it's it's... It sounds a little bit like a contradiction because we just got done saying Matt Frazier's focus, we'll mm -hmm. use Matt as an example, yeah. focus solely on being the best CrossFitter mm -hmm. in the world. And I, like I said, but, not all of them feel that way. And I'm not saying Matt's one way or the other. Well, but let me continue with that example. So Matt would say that he had to be selfish, he had to focus, but that doesn't mean that he found his true identity in being a CrossFitter. Because the reason you know he didn't is because how he's killing it now yeah. and he was able to walk away. Yeah. If it was his true identity and that's all he ever thought of and that's all, that's all his life goal was, mm -hmm. he wouldn't have walked away on top. Yep. He walked away because he knew he could take those same skills that made him the best CrossFitter ever. Mm -hmm. He can now apply those same skills yeah. into his next career. It's like the book Atomic Habits, which again yeah. sits on our table here. That he explained identity the best I've ever heard it yeah. explained. And it's so obvious now that he says it, but it's for sure finding those attributes that make you who you are, mm -hmm. that can translate to whatever you do. And, and you and I talked about this. Your identity is our traits that you have created and that you were born with and that you've been given that someone can't take away from you. Right. If it's a job, it can be taken away. Mm -hmm. If it's money, it can be taken away. If it's material things, it can be taken away. I mean, there's story after story after story after story of billionaires and millionaires that have lost all of their assets because their identity was in that, mm -hmm. and they did things to feed an empty identity right. that cost them yeah. their identity. Yeah, think about, again, Matt, back to Matt Frazier, is part of his identity was a, an organized person that thinks analytically. Yeah. That serves him well in CrossFit. Guess what? That now serves him well in his Business. hard work, pays off training app, yep. his supplement company. So just because his title changed, mm. he didn't lose his identity. He's still able to continue with his identity because he knew who he was right. internally. He knows what makes him elite and special yep. and makes him Matt Frazier. Right. And so now you take CrossFit away from me or I'll take it away from myself. I'm still just as fulfilled and happy as ever because right. I've chosen to focus on the skills that I have that make me who I am. Yeah. Not the skill of being a crossfitter. That's right. You talked about it this yesterday. I struggled the same way. I saw my I found my identity in football. Yep. I didn't find my identity in I like to be a team player. Yeah. I like tasks and accomplishing tasks. Mm -hmm. I like to work really hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of I didn't focus on those aspects. I focused on no, I have to put a helmet and shoulder pads on to yeah. have any value. I have to have thing. my name called. And I have to have people come up to me after the game and congratulate me for right. how well I did. Right. Yeah. Had I focused, and that's what I've learned these past two years, had I focused on those other aspects, 
Now, again, thankfully I've found that yeah. in other ways, but it took me way longer than it should have. Yeah. Had I been focusing on those before and had I had this, honestly, had I had this podcast in 2011, I probably wouldn't have struggled with the transition as bad. Right. If we're being honest, mm-hmm. because I would have, now it still would have been hard. It's still, it doesn't mean you're just going to be apathetic and like, screw, you know, screw football. Like I don't care about it. It doesn't mean right. that, yeah. but it just means that the transition is going to be a little bit in yeah. whatever you're. Yeah. But if your identity's in those things, it only betters your actual performance in whatever that field is. Right. But again, if I can get excited that I love to work hard, yeah. now it doesn't matter what I'm doing to work hard for. Yeah. Because right. I can be excited about working hard. That's right. And then the other lesson I talked about, no matter where I'm at, now I can be happy about it yeah. because I'm working hard where I am. That's right. And Even if, if the actual physical job sucks, I don't like it, I guess what I like to work hard. Yeah. And I can still lean on that. That's right. And it mitigates the peaks and valleys, right? It, it takes the bigs ups and downs and as opposed to like mountains and valleys, it turns into rolling waves mm-hmm. because again, yes, you're going to have bad days. I mean, to say that you're not is naive and you're and yeah, you are going to have mountaintop experiences to say that you're not is naive. But what it does is it mitigates that distance between the two because I'm not a failure if I didn't close that deal or I'm not a failure if I didn't win that track meet or I'm not a failure. It's like, okay, I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but guess what? My, I want to, I'm going to get up. I'm going to work hard or, Hey, I'm going to encourage somebody else. They did great yeah. because I, it, it's important to me to pour into other people and they saw success. So you know what? My, my loss my L isn't as bad as it would be. Yeah, to me, that, that's a, that big component and aspect of true freedom, mm-hmm. mental freedom, yep. is when the losses don't sting as bad, the wins don't get you off your game as much, yeah. when you can have a little bit more of an even approach. Yeah. To me, that's mental freedom. That's right. Now you're not hanging in the balance of everything that happens to you. Yes. You're good to go no matter what. Yeah. And no matter where you find yourself, you control your environment. Your environment doesn't control you. Right. Yep. No. What Anyways. else? What else you got? Now, I don't know, man. I, I just learned a lot this year and last year. I mean, I think early on it was, it was like drinking out of a fire hose, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, because there was so much information and there were so many cool guests and there was so much. I think in the last year, though, I've been able to, and I think we all have, been able to listen a little bit between the lines, too, and soak up some of the knowledge with things that they didn't even say. Mm-hmm. And man, it's been so fun. We've had yeah. such great guests. We have, we've had such good conversations here with just us. Um, I'm excited for the next, for the next few years, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond because I just, man, there's as, as much as I really, really hope, really, really hope that people get stuff out of this. Sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm not here for you. <laughs> like my, our success is not tied up in, in how good we are and how many followers we have, because just because of just being a part of these conversations and, and learning these things, I mean, man, it's, it's poured into me, which is poured into my wife, which is poured into my kids, which is poured into my coworkers mm-hmm. and my friends. So I'm just, there's so much knowledge that, that I've gained just by being around yeah. some of these people, you included, which is, I never thought I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Selfishly speaking, I mean this, and I'd be actually be curious uh, 
if anybody's been listening to this since the beginning and you've stuck with us mm-hmm. all 255 episodes, number one, I'd be curious what your feedback is. What, what yeah. have you learned? Yeah. So DM us on the one shot at one dot shot dot pod Instagram page. DM us. Tell us what you've because just because we've had these thoughts and takeaways, maybe maybe you've had something different. Would love to hear those. But beyond all that, selfishly, even if you know nothing, if nothing else, this podcast has given me better perspective. Yeah, it's made me work harder. It's made me a better husband. It's made me a better father. It's made me think. More critically, it's made me reflect on myself better and more intensely. It's yeah. given me new perspectives because we've talked to people who grew up completely different than yeah. I did. So selfishly, as you said, if nothing else, this has given me, this has made me a way better human being yeah. than I ever thought it could have. Because again, I didn't, I came in this a little naive. I didn't know what it was going to turn. Again, I thought it was more about the people listening and it is, it, yeah. it's, that's why we do it. But at the same time, it's about the transformation of ourselves. That's right. And I think it's, like I said, it's been a two-year free, well, not free, it hasn't been free, but somewhat free education yeah. in life. Yeah. And that's what's been the best thing for me. That's right. So hopefully you guys feel the same way. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please text it to a friend, a group of friends, post it on your Instagram, your, your Tic Tac, your Twitter, which now is, I guess, undercoming, going some changes with all. What's name? I don't live on Twitter. I think it's the devil. But if you do, post it on there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, thank you for thank you for joining us yeah. these last two years. I know we we don't do this a lot. We don't reflect very often. But thinking about how crazy that is, two hundred fifty. That's now not every episode's an hour, but that's two hundred fifty plus hours, three hundred hours, we'll call it. Yeah, of speaking into this microphone. That is a long time. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> That's a lot of hours. So I apologize. So bless you if you have listened <laughs> yes. since the beginning. <laughs> Golly. No, but it's been fun, man. I, and like you said, we're maybe bad news to our haters out there, but we do plan on doing this for years and That's years right. to come. Because, again, it's not about – it is about you, but at the same time, we just know what it, how much it's benefiting us personally. Yeah, I hope, That's why we're going to continue. I hope it comes it. through that like we enjoy this. Yes. I really do. I really do get excited. Like yeah. Monday mornings when I wake up, I literally get excited that we're going to come in here and do yeah. this podcast. When we have an interview scheduled, I really do. Yeah. Still two years in. And that's how I know I'm onto something. Me personally, just yeah. speaking for myself, that's how I know I'm onto something yeah. that, that's truly worth pursuing mm. is that I still get the, just as excited for episode 255 as I did for episode one. Yeah. And if you can find something like that, whatever it is for you, to me, that's the golden ticket. You exactly. found it. Yep. Whatever it is, whatever you define it to be, if you still get excited day 250 or episode 255 as you did episode one, yep. you're on to something. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. You guys have a great rest of the week. Great weekend, and we will catch you on Monday.